Hi friends. Hi friends. Welcome back to Stacked, the podcast about life with books and life and books. Nope. <laughs> Almost had it. <laughs> you got it. I like that. Yeah, you got it. You got it. Hey friends. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not bad. Any updates? Uh, no. <laughs> Um, but no, no, not bad. All good. Really tired of winter, but you know, I'm telling myself that we're almost at the almost end. Almost there. I'm almost there. <laughs> exactly. The thing is, I c- winter's been good to me. Oh, nice. And I know, I know, you did say earlier that you're trying to not let the weather dictate your feelings or all that kind of stuff. So but the days have been I'm crisp and cold good. and bright, yeah. and only the last few days yeah. have been wet. Yeah. But other than that, it's been like nice walking it's the cold for me like i hate the cold i got some leather gloves and it makes me feel different really <laughs> to be fair i got a leather jacket and i've been obsessed with it yeah, like yeah. It, it kind of made winter a little bit better yeah, come like, at me bro i was like how cool i look though. <laughs> <laughs> but no honestly i need sunshine um <laughs> yes i'm looking forward to bst yeah british sem- british summer okay <laughs> you're like what's that <laughs> I thought you meant the K-pop boy band, literally. I was like... Oh, no. Not quite. It's like, is it a concert? Wait, they are called BST, right? I wouldn't know. <laughs> Don't make that up. I would not know. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Okay, that sounds great. The only other thing that I'm, like, really sad about... We were talking about, like, turning 30 last year. Sorry, last year. Last week. <laughs> oh, God. That lets you know where I'm at mentally. We were talking about turning 30 last episode. And so, like, I feel like I have so many friends this year who are turning 30. Oh. And then, obviously, everybody wants to do a 30th birthday trip. And I'm like, guys... I told everyone, um, this is not a year that I will be... <laughs> I'm not travelling with you. But no, it's like really sad because I really did want to travel yeah. like with like a really, really good friend of mine is doing like a nice birthday trip to Kenya and I mm. just found out that I can't go. Mm. And I'm actually I'm genuinely devastated no, about it. No. Like so sad. It is devastating. Yeah. Like, Birthdays are her. so fun. Yeah. They're so fun. And like we've been friends since like high school. So I was just, like, I really wanted to be there with her when she turned 30. But you know, yeah. I'm so sorry. It's fine. Blame capitalism, man. Yeah. Because I didn't even feel like I did my third the way. I wanted to, mm. but I do. I am someone who feels that every single birthday is as really? important. Yeah, like I'm. All of them to me have felt like amazing and big and yeah, yeah. true. Yeah, like every birthday to you is like because I don't know when I'm going. Celebration. So mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a quarter of my life or yeah, <laughs> all of it. You like, know? <laughs> no, you're really great with that, and I love that about you. So what about you? What are you going to do? Oh, girl, I think I'm going to spend mine in Malawi. Actually, oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I yeah. want to spend my thirtieth. In Malawi, probably with my mom, somewhere by the beach. Yeah, y'all won. <laughs> well, at least that's what I told her. I told her that that's what I'm going to do. So now that's what has to be done, really. And that's that. Yeah, and that's that. Because I was thinking recently, like, I always do... My birthday's in the summer, for the listeners. It's in August. She's a Leo. <laughs> I'm a Leo. <laughs> Anyway, um, so I feel like I always end up spending my birthdays with my friends, doing something with my friends, or like with my boyfriend. And my mom was like, we literally, I haven't seen you on your birthday in like years. Must be done. Yeah, I was like, for my 30th, I feel like. Book that time. Should do. Yeah, now. Tomorrow. Yeah, literally. Because that's why I couldn't even go like to my friends because couldn't get the time off. Oh. Yeah. That's worse, by the way. That's why it hurts so much. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah. But yeah, that's me. 
We won't get into it. Yeah. I feel like I spent a lot of money last year traveling. So now I'm like, well, that's... <laughs> I had it. my fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see you in 2025. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, but what are you reading? What am I reading? So I'm still reading the Flannery O'Connor short stories, but I've kind of shelved that for a little while. Because they are good, but like I felt like... <laughs> I are felt they? Like, no, they actually are. Okay, but okay. I was like... I don't know. Like, you know when you're like, this isn't really gripping me as I wanted it to. So Jacaranda Books, which is like a really lovely imprint that does like a lot of African fiction, mm. sent me this novel or the proof for this novel called These Letters End in Tears. Wow. Yeah. By Muse. I'm about to butcher this, by the way, so I'm so sorry. But it's by an author called Musi. Muse. I'm sorry. Teji Xavier. And it's set in Cameroon. So mm. it's the first time I've ever read anything set in Cameroon, I Amazing. think. Amazing. Yeah, and it's just about, like, this forbidden, quote-unquote, love story between a Christian girl and, like, a Muslim girl. So it's, like, a queer romance. Yeah. And it was, yeah, really interesting. Sounds I good. I read it, yeah. Um, and, yeah, they were right. Those letters did end in tears because I definitely cried at the mm. end of it. So mm. You cried? I cried, yeah, I cried. But, I mean, that's actually not saying much. Like, I, I'd be crying. <laughs> You know, that's so funny because I wouldn't say that. I know. like Because I feel like I'd be crying and everybody knows this. <laughs> <laughs> they know about no, me. I'd be crying. <laughs> She's like, I'd be crying. I'd be crying. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean... And me, so guys, you guys are going to get sick of me because, I, like I said, I'm reading exclusively nonfiction this year. So you have had to get sick of me. So their books are big and they're... I was going to say boring, but that's not it. <laughs> They're just harder to read. Yeah. So I'm still reading Life Under Surveillance Capitalism. But I am allowing myself to read poetry because, Ooh. you know, I struggle. For me, like, to read poetry, it's got to be good. Like, mm. it's got to be mm-hmm. everything. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not here to dig. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I haven't got, it's not my thing. Yeah. Um, but I have, you know, dabbled in um, Bless the Daughter by Watson Shire. Is that mm. how you pronounce her name? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also, was it Shire or I Shire? Sh- I say it like Shire, like the river, but like I don't know if that's um, okay. how it's actually pronounced. But yeah, blessed. I, I think her poetry is amazing. Mm-hmm. Teaching my mother how to give birth is... Yeah. Yeah, like a monumental po- like poetry collection yeah, in my please life. Yeah, please grab. Seriously, I think about it often. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Blessed Daughter is, is really good as well. I so picked I picked that one up as well. Really, I love the cover. I love the cover. It's a great cover. Yeah, we love Wilson. Please, Wilson. To be fair, like, I love that she takes her time and this drops her poetry. This was kind Yeah, but then, I mean, the break between, um, like, teaching my mother my mother how to give birth and then bless the daughter is, I'm going to say, honestly, probably, like, almost a decade. In all fairness, she was giving birth to, 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 <laughs> to, what, to her mother or the kids. kids yeah. oh, okay. Literally? <laughs> yeah, she's, she had kids. She went to move to LA. Oh, she's got kids. Damn. Yeah. Like, multiple? Kids. I'm not gonna spread news because <laughs> I don't know. So I'm not speaking on this. But I know. <laughs> but I know that she has at least one. Mm, yeah, I didn't know that. Watch that. I feel not like be she's true. so quiet. Like she's so secretive. She did an interview in I don't know where it was, but Bernadine Everisa interviewed her, mm. and that's where I read about it. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, congratulations, all Sanjuro. So this week, we are talking about Sally Rooney Mm. and her life and works. She's quite young, so it's not like, you know, James Baldwin where... (laughs) Yeah, we have decades of work to draw from. Yeah, like a career, you know. But still, like, in the same vein as, like, James Baldwin, like, obviously a fiction writer, a non-fiction writer, 
almost also an activist, if you ask me. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I wouldn't say she's an activist. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say that. That was a quick turnaround. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, I, I guess the, the reason why I might say she is is because she speaks about on yeah. topics that are difficult, but mm-hmm. I don't cast that as being as activism. Fair. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that James Holden really put his life in, on the line. Yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> Do you remember right. there was a period where everyone was like actor activist. Yeah, and I was like, mm-hmm. guys, you're not an activist. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a lot. It is um, a lot. But she is a great woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and like a pretty large substantial body of work I'd I say th- I think so yeah I- even in, if not in volume in impact mm, yeah no definitely exactly but yeah she is Irish mm-hmm. she's born in County Mayo um, in 1991 she also grew up sorry in 91 yeah 91 I know you said she's young but like <laughs> that that is shocking I don't know why oh what you thought she was like 40 <laughs> not even 40 but I thought she was like 35 oh no. No. Well, I mean, she's... Yeah, I mean, yeah, okay, yeah she yeah, kind of is. She's almost there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, she's almost there. Okay. Hilarious. She grew up in Ireland and she lives there with her husband, who's a math teacher. Oh, love that. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Um, she's also the editor of The Stinging Fly, which is an Irish literary magazine, mm-hmm. who published her first poem. Oh, okay, cool. Which is really, like, probably full circle, really cool. Yeah. I knew that she was the editor of, like, a literary magazine, but I thought it was, like, one that she founded. So mm. super cool that it's, like, not. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, that's more impressive to me. I'm screaming. Yeah, I, I love that. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I think we've spoken about her a lot because... People are always, like, holding her up as, like, I don't know, the beacon of millennial fiction, which means the poor have decided that that means nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, And also, Sally Rooney has said she doesn't know what that means. Mm-hmm. And we think it's just a marketing ploy. Mm. Yes. And that's that. That's that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to speak about it anymore. <laughs> not that anyone <laughs> cares. Sally does. I think she'd appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, I think she's actually sick of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, how did I come across Sally Rooney? So one of my work wives, mm-hmm. I love you, Emma, Emma <laughs> Webb. <laughs> but I hope, Emma, that you heard that she said wives, plural. You're so <laughs> messy. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, because different jobs. <laughs> different jobs, different wives, you know? Yeah. Is it not just, is it just no, me? Yeah, no, but, I, no, Honestly, I can't right. live without work wives. Yeah. <laughs> I, I gotta have. I can't work with that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Emma Webb was my work wife. Not the government. <laughs> I'm gonna talk to her before this comes out. So <laughs> we either edit or yeah. yeah. But she just on my birthday sent me both of Sally Rooney's books that had been released at the time, which were Conversations with Friends and Normal People. Mm-hmm. She sent them to me in the post, and I was like, "What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Like, who is this?" Who? Why? Yeah, mm-hmm. but I started reading it, and from the very first page, done. Like it was just one of those books that again took me back to high school, where you're in your bed, don't want to leave, mm. staying up all night. Mm-hmm. I just want to finish it. Yeah, really good plot, really good writing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, political, timely, timely, relevant to us and our lives, funny, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and not too long yeah. I know I keep I don't want to be that guy guys I, I actually am praying against it but I'm not going to pretend here yeah. that, I <laughs> that I don't struggle yeah because 
I'm just a girl. I'm just a girl. Um, okay. What about you? How did you come across Sally Rooney? You. Oh. I think prime. Okay. Well, like. Mm, yeah, I think I'd, you knew her before. I'd seen her around, but like I'd had no interest in really reading her. I think until I had like you never said seen it. her. I think I mainly saw her like online. So like on Bookstagram, like a lot mm. of people were reading Sally Rooney. She was mm. definitely like a Bookstagram kind of Girlie. darling oh, yeah, okay. for a while. That's so funny. Because <laughs> yes. for me, like, you know when people give you books and you're like, why? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's why I thought, Emma, I love you. But I can't <laughs> stop saying your name. <laughs> but I just thought, did you even know me? Like, why yeah. would you send this? <laughs> Do you know me? <laughs> yeah. But she was right, no? She was accurate, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I think for me, I was seeing her around and I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm, probably not. But then I think when you got them and then you read them, you were like, yeah, I really like this. I was like, well, I guess... <laughs> I guess I'll give it a try. It must be worth something. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I guess I'll try them. Yeah, no, I think that they're really good. Mm-hmm. And she's also got, she's, she's got three books. Mm. She's got, like I said, Conversations with Friends, mm-hmm. Normal People, which obviously really blew up and mm-hmm. it was a series online. I thought that was her first one. Mm, no. Yeah, yeah it's her second day. one. Yeah. Interesting. She's got Beautiful World, Where Are You? Mm-hmm. It's her latest Most novel. Recent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, those um, are the ones we're going to be discussing. On yes, this exactly. So key themes for Sally, which I and like main reason I love her is class, and she's like a mm. very open Marxist, mm. um, and also very broad in her interpretation of like the working class. Like a lot of people see the working class as people holding very specific jobs, like nurses, mm. like manual laborers, kind yeah. of thing. But she's saying anyone who is working for a salary is part of the working class mm. and is struggling under yeah. capitalism in in a way, which I really That's can't true. disagree with. Um, but yes, other than the class stuff, I think this, the the stuff that she's most famous for is the way she depicts complicated relationships. Yeah. Um, so that's a huge theme. And also female issues. And Ireland, all her novels are set in Ireland. And she herself has said... If you don't want to read novels about writers or women or Irish people, don't read my novels. I won't mind. So I feel like that's... Her. <laughs> that's no, that. that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, uh, wait, what was that? Women, Ireland and what? About writers or women or Irish people. And see, like, those are all topics that I love to read about. So <laughs> I don't know why, like, from the very beginning, I was just kind of like, ugh, on her, you know? I think like, the hype was too much. Yeah, it was the marketing around her. And I think I did her a disservice, for sure. But like, as we said, we, we've already discussed that. So, what was your favourite Sally Rooney book? So, I think my favourite was the first one that I ever read, and that was Normal People. I know we just said that that was the one that kind of got the most hype didn't it and it's also the one that they turned into a tv show yeah which i haven't watched but i i did and um i didn't finish Thoughts? it i didn't like it really yeah how come i don't know you know i just didn't mm. like i didn't maybe because some things that i liked about the book are very subtle mm. and not things that a television series can pick up no fair enough i didn't think it was bad or anything it just wasn't for me it yeah. looked kind of very to me i felt like hollywood mm but then that's just like from looking in from the outside. It looked kind of like Hollywood. So I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised like if it doesn't have the exact same spirit that like the novel does. 
Yeah, I think I think it it might have, but mm. I guess it just didn't. It's not what I. It couldn't pick up what I liked about it. Yeah, yeah. Mm, but okay. it was it was. I didn't think. Oh, this is so terrible. Mm, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure it was good. It was good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so people, yeah, I think people liked it. Anyway, for me, the novel and why I liked it. So to just give some context and background to normal people is about two friends, Connell and Marianne. 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 Okay, Marianne. That's, that's what I remember them saying in the series. <laughs> <laughs> Marianne. And they are secretly friends, kind of like in high school, right? Because they're part of two kind of separate friendship groups. Yeah, he's quite Connell's popular. Like really popular, football player, whatever. And then Marianne is more kind of, she herself, and more like academic. And then they go to the same university. And then from there, you just kind of see the power dynamics change as Marianne becomes more popular and has more of a social you know, circle than Connell does. And just like the implications of that and why the social dynamics have changed in the, like in the first place. It's really interesting um, because I believe it's like Connell comes from a working class background and then Marianne is more yeah, a wealthier middle class background. And we see all of a sudden when they get to university, which is, I feel like it made me realize that university is like kind of one of the first spaces in which like class really comes oh, to play. Telling me. And comes to act, you know? Comes to act. Yeah, yeah, comes to act. <laughs> like it really, because up until that point, it almost, you almost can believe that, yeah, okay, sure. We're all the same. Yeah, we're all the same. Like, you know what I mean? Especially if you're someone who went to like a state school or a Catholic school, or, like whatever else. Um, the uniforms. Yeah, you're wearing uniforms. Like, high school is kind of like this great equalizer. Or it used to be back in the day where, like, as you're saying, you're wearing uniforms, you're going to the same place, um, you you guys are getting the same education, etc, etc. But then I think you get to university and you realise, you're like, wow, actually, things are a little bit different. And I think mm-hmm. that's what happens to Connell. He gets to university and it's like a really destabilizing experience for him mm. as he, yeah... Just kind it's of also, falls um, down the social ladder. Also time-consuming because he has to work. Yeah, at yeah. Uni. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's normal people. And I just found it really, I really liked it because I just really enjoyed her exploration of class mm. and the way that she did that. I think especially because it explores class not just like as this grand, you know, like far away socioeconomic factor, but like as something that is a shaping force, like in identity and relationships and also like self-perception. Because all of a sudden, once Connell gets to university and he's confronted with what other people think of him as a result of his class, or even like what he can't do as a result of his class, it has such a massive impact on his self-perception as well. Mm. So yeah, I thought that was yeah. I I really enjoyed that. How about you? Um, yeah, I love normal people. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, my favorite one was Beautiful World. Where, where are you? I think I don't know why. I'm trying to think because they they're all really good. Yeah, it's really hard to pick a favorite because they're really all done very well and they're all very different. Mm-hmm. Even though they're dealing with the same themes, mm-hmm. it really feels like I'm yeah, like a new setting, new energy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but Beautiful World, Where Are You? I like because it's a different style. Mm. So it's to give you context. It's about these two friends mm. and the story follows them through their emails to one another. Mm-hmm. And that's just like, I mean, I'm sure people have done this before, mm-hmm. um, but I just haven't read it. Because mm-hmm. I remember, you know, when Bernadine Evarista did that whole, have you read Woman, Girl, Other? Girl, mm-hmm. Woman, Other? Yeah. I thought that she was the first person to ever do that. Mm. She's not. <laughs> yeah, no, she's not. <laughs> and so I was like, wow, she's so smart. Yeah, I don't know that 
Sally Rooney's the first person to ever do this, but I really liked exploring this female friendship through emails mm. and like the details that get lost and picked up when your friendship is long distance mm -hmm. and it's just about when you get time to sit down and mm -hmm. write this email. Yeah. Because especially, I don't want to ruin it for anyone, but again, her stories, I don't feel like the plot is like yeah. groundbreaking. Like yeah. yeah, but basically it's like, they're kind of both fighting, mm. but in their emails they don't fight. Mm. So it's just interesting to see how we engage with one another day to day and can be warring and then how it all comes to... I don't know what the word is, like climax at the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just those different forms of, I don't know, different layers to communication. Mm -hmm. It's interesting to explore. Mm -hmm. And then again, the class stuff is in there. And it feels bigger in a way that conversations with friends I found frustrating. Yeah. I just found it annoying mm -hmm. because maybe because you've, have you? I've read conversations with friends. Yeah, I, I felt like the kind of dynamic between the older guy and the younger girl is a bit like, eh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And the normal people's like, for fuck's sake, just mm -hmm. get together. And then, <laughs> yeah. and then this one was like, I didn't have any frustration. It was mm. just really interesting to me. Because I haven't, I didn't read that one. Mm. Um, I didn't get around to it. But is that the one that is like kind of around the pandemic times or set around the pandemic times? I might be completely wrong about that. No, I don't. I don't think it's Did that it just come, it must have come out is that around then I yeah 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 it, yeah, yeah. it absolutely came out in that time <laughs> okay, um, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. but it's yeah no it, they're all out and living but I think it also is more mature so mm. these characters feel like they're in a different more time maybe I am in my life yeah where you're like are you doing what you want to do are you happy are you fulfilled mm -hmm. what does it feel like to go to work and mm -hmm. sit at a computer and yeah, mm -hmm. all day mm -hmm. and also the struggle in re what relationships can really look like yeah. opening up people with trauma like mm -hmm. how do you how do relationships grow how do they establish themselves like mm -hmm. how do imperfect people learn to live with one another yeah. how mm -hmm. do they decide to love each other yeah for me it felt like really good mm -hmm. but I mean it had its own problems but that that's why it was my favourite I, I really like the title of it like Beautiful World Where Are You because I feel like that does kind of capture this so speaking of someone who hasn't read it but like <laughs> it does kind of <laughs> capture that like you know feeling of like getting to a certain age like maybe where we are now like later in your 20s where mm. you start to expect that the world is going to give you certain things or like if you do mm. certain things things are going to work out in certain kind of ways Yeah, and then you start to realise oh. that actually it doesn't work that way so this beautiful world that I was promised where are you exactly oh it's like you read it because that's bang on. <laughs> no, bang on. And But also for some other people in the book, mm. it, it really the world doesn't really arrive at their feet the mm. way that we might have dreamed it. Yeah. But also the darkness that comes with your, like meeting your dreams. Like, mm. is it as what you thought it would be? Mm. Because one of the characters experiences fame and success, yeah. mm -hmm. but they don't seem to be happy. Mm. Yeah. Oh, wow. Because I feel like that also can be like, an equally devastating experience mm -hmm. like getting what you want is devastating no sorry not getting what you want is devastating but then getting what you want and not being happy as well I feel like might even be more devastating yeah it, 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 it should it's be like what what do we where do we go from here but you know the, the truth is sometimes you know you pray for things and you cry for them and you work for them but you don't know what it's like to have it until you do mm, so mm -hmm. it's like all you can do is say wow I guess I didn't want this <laughs> <laughs> I guess I was wrong. <laughs> oh, oh, that's sacrifice. Yeah, um, no, that's so true. And that's so heartbreaking and so devastating. But I feel like that's what I like about Sally Rooney's writing so far. Mm. Is that she just kind of does find a way of like 
zeroing in on like these quietly devastating mm. like you know kind of like mild not like milestones but like experiences that a lot of us will have like in that time between your 20s and your 30s i feel like she has managed to capture a lot of that really well mm. as you're saying even like with like you know working out relationships and being like what what do i want relationships to look like for me what do i want them to look like as we go forward do i want to be open do i want to be like whatever else and figuring all of that out so yeah yeah and I, I really do feel like her work is like an attempt towards like james baldwin's mission that i've imposed <laughs> <laughs> yeah like I, I i feel like she is asking us to think about what it means to live a good life and mm. what it means to love people and mm-hmm. how we m- miss those opportunities because of how we perceive ourselves mm-hmm. how we perceive others how class gets in the way yeah how the patriarchy gets in the way mm. how the world doesn't accommodate us like in conversations with friends like she for me anyway for the first time introduces like endometriosis which yeah, I, I just had never say. imagined how debilitating it could be yeah mm-hmm. and i think so many people don't yeah and so many people don't and even then like i mean it's already a thing like women in periods is not a thing that's like really taken as seriously like as a medical issue just because it's something that happens to women all the time like obviously people have it all the time it's just not taken seriously like as a medical no. issue whereas like it is it can literally ruin people's lives. Like, it can be that debilitating to your lifestyle. And I would not... I just wouldn't have even been aware. Yeah, and yeah. I was like... Not that uh, I don't believe women when they... I, no one has even told me, <laughs> by the way. No one has ever... Like, yeah, yeah. my period has muscles, but endometriosis yeah. is different. It, yeah, like, it's actually very different. And I think it was the first time I've ever even seen the word endometriosis or, like, a character with endometriosis yeah. in a novel that I was reading. Yeah. So I was, I, I was surprised by how... Not, like, poignant, but how, like, wonderful I found that. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Like I, I was like, this is wonderful. I think that was like, my favorite part of the book. Same. It was literally my favorite part of the book as well. Yeah. I was like, I love that this character has endometriosis, just because. It's... When do you ever see that? Yeah. And I think it just speaks to kind of like the level of care and attention that Sally Rooney has, like with these characters and like fleshing them out who they are as people, mm. like for that level of not just like detail, but like I don't know how to explain it, but it was yeah, it was wonderful for me to see. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I was trying to help you out with what you're saying, but I think level of detail is the word because it's really giving you insight into how this can affect someone day to day. Yeah, I would not imagine that someone could faint. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's just a very high level of care about like women's lives and what women's lives are actually like. Yeah, And, and that like that needs to be depicted in popular culture, not sanitized. And there's, like, so much, too much evidence about how women's issues are just undermined and how it affects, like, the help that we get. Mm -hmm. Um, Actually, Unwell Woman by Eleanor Gleghorn is a really good book that kind of explores that. The reason I really respect Sally Rooney is she talks a lot about how she's really studied the history of the novel yeah. and its purpose. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like she's someone who you read her books and she is trying to tell you something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, she's and thought she about it. And she knows how she's doing it as well. Yeah. Like, I feel like she's really methodical and, like, meticulous about the, what she's trying to, pr- like, portray. Yeah. And what she wants to come across. Yeah. Funnily enough, I was, like, watching... <laughs> 
<laughs> I was watching this interview that uh, she did with the London Review of Books. I think yeah. it was like at some kind of event. So I was watching on YouTube. <laughs> and it was literally just like her and a woman who was interviewing her in front of an audience. And at the very beginning, it's like the woman basically tries to explain conversation. I think they're talking about conversations with friends. Mm-hmm. So she's like talking about like the book and like what it is. And like I feel like next to her, and like Sally the whole time, just like watching her with such a discerning eye. Like <laughs> You say one word yeah, a lot. And I'm gone. I felt like she was watching her to just kind of be like, you think you know, but do you really know? Like, do you know what I mean? It was, and not to say that really was the vibe, but like, it just was what I got from it. Because I was like, I would be shook to, you know, even try and explain like Sally's books or like be like, I thought it was about blah, blah, blah. Because I just, I don't know. I just kind of feel like she'd be like, no, it wasn't. (laughs) No, but I think that she is open to people like having thoughts but appreciating that they're thoughts. Mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. I feel like she's not on this whole thing of like, people assuming that mm. this is what it yeah. is yeah because yeah, exactly. I have her opinion but like anytime someone's like well this is she's like no that's <laughs> I mean, not what <laughs> you can say you thought yeah <laughs> but that's not what it is yeah and I really appreciate her like candidness or whatever Same. the like just no nonsense yeah exactly yeah. like as I said last week when we were talking about us talking about it this week I'm a fan now <laughs> Like, I'm actually a fan, I think, of her as, a like, a figure, mm. a person. Yeah. I Like, after reading some of her um, essays and then, like, watching a few interviews with her as well. And just, like, the way that she talks about writing and her writing and the art of writing as well. And, like, as you were saying, like, what the novel even is, is just, she's so smart. Yeah. She's yeah. so smart. No, yeah, she really is smart. And not in, like, even, not even being funny. Like, yeah. she's... She's incredibly, like, an incredibly intelligent woman. Exactly. Yeah. So I definitely, I want to read a lot more of her um, nonfiction. Like, I desperately wish that she would put out um, a book of essays. Yeah. Because I would be all over that. Also, she has a short story called Mrs. Salary or Salary Man. Mm. Um, it's really good. I think you Is that the it. one that was on New Yorker? I don't know. I think in the New Yorker they had an expert from Beautiful World Where Are You? Oh, okay, okay. And um, well, the internet is giving me Wayne Rooney, <laughs> uh, Mr. Salary, Mr. Salary, Mr. Salary. Yeah, okay, it was cool. in the Irish Times. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, it's really good. Yeah, I'll read that. Mm. I'll give that a read for sure. And I think I will. I didn't love conversations with friends. Didn't love it. So I was like, eh, on her fiction for like a little bit. Mm. But I think I will try Beautiful World Where Are You. Yeah. That sounds interesting. Yeah, we should talk about it. What about her work disappointed you? Do you feel like? Or what could she do better? Or what are we not coming to her for? You know what, not to be crazy, but I don't feel like there was anything about her work that disappointed me. Mm. Or like that, I didn't leave feeling like that she could have given us more or something. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I feel like everything that I went to her for is exactly what she delivered. And I think she did it to like a high level. Mm. So, I mean, like, I feel like this because I knew exactly what I was going there for. I wasn't looking for certain things from Mm. her. Mm. But I feel like the things that she does tackle in terms of like gender and like class and all of that, she just does really, really well. Yeah. Yeah, she just did really, really well. Yeah. I was surprised, if anything, by how much I enjoyed it. Yeah, literally. I was like, okay. I remember reading or like seeing a while ago that a lot of people were talking about her like writing style, like Mm. stylistically. They had some issues with how she writes. Like what? (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) 
who are these people? No, because <laughs> they don't be taking issues with them. Take, take issue with the wrong people. But because you know how like she's quite like her writing's quite like minimalist, and I feel like it's quite. And maybe some people just don't like that. But I was like, I love that. I feel like it just really. I don't know what they're talking about. It lays everything. Yeah, it just gets to the rawness of like the emotion, everything that she's discussing. So. Yeah. It's just frustrating me to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> so sorry to bring people can to say any, any Like, people can say things, but her writing is really excellent, actually. Mm-hmm. So, uh, um, yeah. Did anything surprise or disappoint you? I guess. It's really funny, because, like, on the flip side of James Bolden, I feel like her male characters are a bit, eh. Oh, really? Except for, what's his name? Connor? Connor. Yeah. Connell? Yeah, Connell. <laughs> He's... He's I the, think he's he's done really well. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But all the other guys, mm-hmm. you can forget about them. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, they're a bit light touch. Mm-hmm. But but her focus, she says, is women. So mm-hmm. I, and like you said, Ocean Vong talks a lot about this because he's a teacher, mm-hmm. and he says, you know, when you read something, you should ask yourself, what is this person trying to do before, mm-hmm. like, and is it bad? Is it good? Mm-hmm. So I don't think she's trying to give us a deep dive on, yeah. or a deep cut on <laughs> <Yeah>. men. <laughs> I yeah. think she's just. I think she's here for the ladies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, I know. Yeah. Nothing and then nice. I think the only thing in terms of like any honorable mentions or anything, I would only ask more people to read like her nonfiction or listen to her speak and stuff like that. Yeah, great um, speaker. She's great a she's speaker. a debater. Yeah, literally. I a saw. Seri- yeah, yeah, she's a very serious competitive debater. Yeah, if you're debating at uni, I know. I know you really mean that. <laughs> really she's mean won, that she's won like ch- international championships guys really like, oh yeah she's yeah yeah so I would yeah I yeah would she's good say people should listen to this woman speak more I watched an interview that she did on writing and Marxism like whether there is such a thing as like you know the Marxist novel and like all of this kind of stuff and yeah she's just really fascinating yeah yeah I mean, Mrs. Salary, man. Or oh, Salary. I-, I can't get this name. <laughs> what did I say? Mrs. Salary? You said Mrs. Salary. Mrs. Salary is an honourable mention, yeah. which I've already mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, get completely, it yeah, completely second supporters reco. Time for book rags. And this week we have a lovely one. So it says, Hi Stacked. I want to read more books by black women over 40. Oh, nice. Uh, I feel like there's wisdom there that I want to tap into, especially as I'm at a point in my life where I'm getting older. Yeah, girl. (laughs) Totally relate to that. Um, Yeah, girl. Oh, God. You want to go fast? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah, I will. Because... Something that I'm endeavouring to do a bit more this year, which I feel like you might also appreciate and might help with this, is that I personally am trying to read more autobiographies. I think I said that at the end of last year because <laughs> after I'd read the Julia Fox one, I was like, I love this shit. Um, but I'm trying to read more, especially by like black women. And I've heard really, really good things about Finding Me by Viola Davis, which I would really, really like to read. I think any others like in that vein, just let these women tell you about them, like their lives themselves, you yeah. know, like the lessons are in there. Yeah. So that's definitely what I do. I think look in that vein of like autobiography, like the Viola Davises. I think the Michelle Obama one's really good, Becoming, but I haven't read that. Yeah, I haven't read it either. Yeah. I have it though. You have it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How about you? What do you think? I'm in, I'm going to jump on Zipporah's bandwagon. And also because I had a whole year where I read autobiographies and yeah, biographies. So I actually got it. loads. Yeah, exactly. Like at least you read them. I'm just like, I've heard. <laughs> 
Um, so woman over 40, I, oh, black woman over 40, because mm. I was actually going to say Frida Kahlo, because oh. her, her biography is amazing, but mm. black women mm-hmm. got you. What's the one, Audrey Lord, Zami? Yeah, Zami. Zami is... A new spelling of my name. Oh, so, it's so good. Mm-hmm. And then um, our fave, tell me what freedom is, no fear. Oh, um... Nina Simone. Nina Simone. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they've released Alice Walker's Diaries. Ooh. So read that. We love Alice Walker. Yeah, I love Alice Walker. Mm-hmm. So I think, there's, I think that's enough to work with. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, sorry that it wasn't like any fiction ones, but I feel like when we speak about wisdom, it's like I really want to know learnings from your actual life, you mm-hmm. know, and mm-hmm. your experiences. So we hope that helps. Yeah. Yeah, and let us know if you like those recommendations and how you get on. Yeah, and if you want fiction ones... You can specify and then I'll... We yeah. Can, <laughs> yeah, DM us. We'll, we'll holler back. <laughs> and we'll have another go. Okay. And now for takeaways. Yeah, what was your takeaway from Sally's... Sally's? Sally's Rooney? <laughs> from Sally Rooney's Life and Books. Life and Books. So I think, one, firstly, she really solidified for me how much I love Irish authors. I know I've said it, like, over and over again, but I just love them. Like, I don't know what it is about the writing or, like, what, but I just feel like it has a certain je ne sais quoi to it. But then also, like, what I said earlier about how class, not just, like, as this, you know, grand socioeconomic factor, but also, like, how it helps... Not how it helps, but how it has a hand in shaping our relationships with others and our relationships with ourselves. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And how it can, like, alter the power dynamics as well, like, in our relationships. Yeah. Without us even noticing. Yeah. Yeah. Or even being, like, you know, conscious of it. I think by the time I came into it, I feel like I... Like, the class thing is something I enjoyed, but in terms of taking what I took away as, like, new would have been... Just actually the actual writing. Mm. I think that she is so concise mm. in a way that is, to me, extremely full. Mm. Which I think is like the spirit of concision, like capturing everything. Like, you yeah. know when you see a new word that is, says something that is like, wow, how did you get it up? I think she's really, really good at that. And like I said, I think this issue of endometriosis and I just don't think I would have been made aware of it. And it, mm. it made me think of all the other things that I'm not aware of. Mm-hmm. And I think... I really love when a book does that. Yeah. When an author makes me see clearly, clearer. Yeah. Like, what are the aspects of, like, women's lives or whoever's lives are we really not capturing in, like, mm. the fiction that we're writing about them? Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Makes you wonder. Makes you wonder. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Hallie Rooney. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Yes. Join us next week where we will be talking about Joan Didion, I believe. Yay! I know. I'm, I'm so, so excited, excited about that one. So excited. <laughs> and I just can't hide. <laughs> but yeah, so we will be talking about Joan Didion next week. Really super excited for that. So make sure you tune in. In the meantime, you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at the Stacked Pod. And as we said last week, we've also launched a newsletter on Substack. So look in our bios for the link to that. Please don't forget to like and follow and leave a review if you have thoughts. We yeah. love to hear them. We love reviews. Yeah. Tell us what you think. Mm-hmm. But yeah, remember people, pick up a book.